and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by The In The Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymecoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. Queens got roasty toasty as they were tasked to roast bossy Rossi, who I suppose isn't bossy since not a single queen mentioned that, or maybe perhaps comedy's not their forte. Either way, we're going to discuss all that and more as we break down the latest episode of Drag Race 14. And joining me to do so is Lucia Fuchsia. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? It's such an honor to be here. I'm doing well. I love um, rhymey things. So that's why I was like, Rosie Tosi, Bossy Rossi, Lucia Fuchsia. It works. You know, when it works, it works. And when it doesn't, you burn it with fire. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Well, th- th- there were a couple things in this episode that I would burn on fire. Um, exactly. Some of those quote unquote tutus. Um, maybe I need a definition of what an actual tutu is. It Like it, some of them were really good. And then some of them were just like, th- I get that like, you want to look gorgeous and you want to look good, but you, you kind of have to stick to what they're saying. It was similar to like the mirror look where I was just kind of like, I don't think that's a mirror. You're wearing yeah. a reflective fabric. Thank you so much. You went to a fabric store, but it's like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was an interesting one this week. It sure yeah. was. And we'll, we'll get to all of that, but first, how have you been enjoying the season so far? This is episode 13. Most seasons are done by now, but we're still going. You know, as I said, it's a it's a full time job keeping up with this. You know, we had two eliminations. Only one person went home and they brought them all back and then they eliminated them all and they flew them out to Canada and they filmed in. It's just like <laughs> it's yeah. it's a journey. It's been a journey this season. And I mean, I'm just happy for more screen time with all these queens. I think it's really incredible to have more time to kind of get to know everyone. Um, yeah. But that being said, I'm really kind of on edge with who is going to be taking home the crown this like year it could be it could be anyone at this point like we're really kind of down to the best of the best is what I'm thinking which is why I think they did the lip sync smackdown the whatever the rules everyone's doing so well you know so in my head it's like it could be anyone anyone could do it yeah um listeners who know who have listened to the show I think they know where I'm going to go on this one at this point I'll, I'll keep it as a secret until we get to the end of it but I think it's da- it's a really for me it's a three one one. There's three who definitely could win, one who possibly could win, and one who's completely out. Yeah. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll save Ooh. that. Put a pin on that one for now. But okay. Um. Yeah. No. I I like having more screen times with the queens, but I think we need to marry last season and this season. Keep the non-eliminations the first two three episodes, and then just go 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 go. No more middle of the season non-eliminations. It's too much. Well, this double elimination was I kind of really gaggy and you gotta catch up. 
glad it happened, but you know, it 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 just means that we're closer to the end. But yeah, double elimination. What, are we gonna have a, a season at, where the end is all the queens? Right, exactly. It's gonna be a top 17 one year. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe a non-regular uh, season will do something like that. I don't know. Maybe in the summer. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Rumors. All right, let's get into this episode. Walk into the room, gold bar first. There's no mirror message to wipe away. Bosco has been saved by the most splendiferous candy bar in existence. I wonder if she tried to bite it. I hope she did. I <laughs> I mean, with all the weed she smokes and the everything, yeah. she was like, thank you so much for keeping me, but also thank you for the food. But exactly. I, I would have tried it. I would have been so, I for the whole time, because I was like, is it real chocolate? Is it getting moldy this uh, like six months later after filming? I'm so curious. But I, I well, know taking a bite and saw what it was about. I don't know. The other girls are not feeling as hot for Bosco as they know that immunity is out the door for them. Georges wasn't happy because what else is going to take to get these bitches out of there? It's a lot. So how does Bosco feel about everyone saying her name? She says she's not surprised, especially by the critiques. The lady told them to say a name and they said a name. The lady and her friends told her go home. She didn't. How would you feel if everyone said your name? Um, Honestly, my imposter syndrome is like my inner saboteur is like always like the under the expectation that I'm like, OK, I'm always the weakest one in the room. You know, that's just like the voices in my head telling me that. Um, it wouldn't have been great. I would have been really upset at these bitches. I would have been like, I'm here fighting for my spot for all of these episodes. And I'm worthy to be here, even though I had just a couple of bad weeks, you know, I, I would have felt a little defeated, honestly. I mean, Bosco in recent memory is really the only one who's taken it well. We've seen a lot of queens have meltdowns when their name is said. Bosco did okay. And I feel like the producer's like, damn it. Why didn't you give us drama? Bosco's kind of a badass in that sense where I feel like you could like push her off a cliff and she'd get up and get ready to dance you know what I mean she kind of seems like she can get through anything and she just knows what she wants to do and she knows who she is so well that you know nothing can defeat her in that sense and I'm, I'm really like proud of her for that and that's like gonna take her very 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 far in life. Lady Camden is congratulated by Bosco they had a moment and Camden was like it was both of them. I was being a brat as well. And I was like, girl, you you are too kind. You were fine. Bosco was the baby, but fine. Give her the moment. But Camden does know that Bosco is gunning for redemption, but they all have they are all there getting ready and getting close to the finale. Focus on the crown, no distractions. New day with seven girls still in the room. They are so close to the finale. As Daya says, she's edging. Can she say that on TV? Well, she just said it, so there's your answer. The things we 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 learn on Drag Race, uh, the things my mom starts to learn on Drag Race that I don't want to explain to her. But thanks, Rue. RuPaul does, anyways. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Rue. And deems Georges the lip sync assassin of the season, so of course we need Deja's assessment. As Rue did say, she may be a lip sync assassin, though it was an official title. We're gonna have Rue arrive with company. It's Norvina, the president of Anastasia Beverly Hills. And thanks to Norvina for the first time in Drag Race history, they are getting the chance to paint RuPaul. Now listen, don't get too excited. She's not willing to be that defiled. As Angeria says, there's no way in hell that they're actually going to let them paint the RuPaul. Now, 
Rue tells the queens to walk this way and then says, no, really, walk this way. Do you know the reference? No. But I should. I do not. We're gonna, we're gonna, we'll take a breath. I know. For all you youngsters out there, I know. Go I'm watch. 16. Yeah. Go watch the Mel Brooks classic, Young Frankenstein. I will. I'm gonna... Have you ever seen Young Frankenstein? No, I'm so <gasps> terrible. I'm so terrible. Gene Wilder. Oh, okay, it's, I'm not gonna ruin the moment. It's really, really funny. Um, and more facts about that. The this line, "Walk this way." No, walk this way, was what inspired Aerosmith to write their song, "Walk This Way." Look at Mel Brooks doing good for pop culture. <laughs> God, I, I that's the I think that's the next death that I would be most terrified for and, and sob for years. I love Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, yeah, that would be awful. That would be such a loss. I mean. <sighs> well, they head to another soundstage where they see a giant plain canvas wall with the outlines of RuPaul and Dolly Parton replicating the incredible mural in Asheville, North Carolina by Gus Cuddy. Uh, were you familiar with this mural before? No, but it, it's absolutely gorgeous. I know like a handful of other queer individuals that live down in Asheville and uh, yeah, it's it's full of incredible art and what what a great way to paint Rue, but how right? dirty did they paint her with that <laughs> I, fucking oh, nose? What was I that? I don't know, but I, I've never been to Asheville. My brother's been there. He didn't take a picture for me. I was really mad, but now I have to go to Asheville and really see this. I think it's such a cool mural. But they have to use the colors inspired by the new Anastasia Beverly Hills Norvina Lilac palette. It's just essentially a giant container of paint. And I was like, how is this going to work? This is not making sense to me. Rue is going to ask them to break into two teams. And apparently the white queens and the queens of color just happen to stand next to each other and pick each other. Not a great look. It happened. It is what it was. Exactly. Dolly whatever whatever producer said this is the order to stand in. It's their fault, not the Queens, no one else, but ooh, that did not look pretty. Right, right. Well, you know, (laughs) we have the painting and the mural to to prove it. Oh yeah. They did their best. Um we have Deja Georges and Andrea painting Rue, Camden, Willow, Daya, and Bosco painting Dolly. Who do you want to paint? In general, um, I mean, we we have the reference behind you. I've always wanted to paint Amanda Lepore, honestly. I yeah. when I came up in the like New York City like drag club world, she was always a muse of mine. She was always there, and she was always stunningly gorgeous, and it was so effortless. And I so in like desperately wanted to paint her and put her in like really intense drag makeup because I just feel like with the work she has done, it would just look so sickening with like a like Trixie Mattel eye. I know that's awful, but it's just like how sickening would that. Yeah, would have been the best like camp drag queen big hair big everything yeah i've always wanted to paint her that would be fun yeah what about you who would i want well if i if i had a giant mural to paint anybody um i don't know i I feel like there are a couple people that i would like to do dirty and and paint so i'm going to keep that private but i i I would have fun this is a fun challenge yeah. They're all going to get into white painter's outfits and I'm going to say it. I thought Georges looked really sexy and adorable. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. Georges looked really cute in a hat. I don't, I'm just going to say that. She looked, it, she, it made her look even tinier, as they said, with the <laughs> giant paintbrush. I know. <laughs> I like, I just, 
when want to give her a cuddle. Like, I forget how tiny she is. She stood next to, like, what was it? She, like, you could see, like, the photo of her, like, standing in the back with all the other girls. And she's, like, barely in frame with, like, the top yep. of her ponytail. She's such the tiniest, cutest little thing ever. She is. Well, as you mentioned, Deja gets to do Rue's nose, and it's so snatched. And this is why the bitch went home. Makes that prediction. Rue saw it and was like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you not know me? <laughs> Get her out. Yeah. As Bosco says, it's as if a hot dog had a butt. <laughs> um, yeah, Rue was not amused when she saw it, but uh, she probably had a meltdown backstage and said, whoever came up with this challenge, they're fired out of here. But of course, Team White Queen wins. They get $1,500 worth of Anastasia Beverly Hills cosmetics. I think that's a great prize. That's a lot of makeup. That's a lot of makeup. And especially with those palettes, those palettes are not cheap. So it's like that adds up. And that shit lasts a long time. And then I was like, wait, what if you win and you get a year's supply? That's a lot of makeup then. Right. I was like, well, they had to go from um, lifetime supply to just a year because you know how it is. But imagine a year like full of makeup. That would change. That would like change the game. All the money I had to spend on more makeup. Right. Well, for this week's Maxi Challenge, it's time for a roast. And the guest of honor is none other than Ross Matthews. Camden, Bosco, Daya, and Willow will sign the order of the roast. And <laughs> this is not going to end well, I thought. But Georges is freaking out. She's not good at writing or talking, so she is in trouble. All right. They're all terrified. And with Dolly, Team Dolly winning the mini challenge, they can decide the order. Bosco would like to make everyone somewhat comfortable. But bitch, there's just too many cooks in the kitchen for that. Someone's got to be not thrilled. Deja says she does not want to go first or last. Angeria wants somewhere in the first half, and Georges wants to go second. And I was like, second? Why second? Because you don't want to go for first and you want to get it over with? It's not a good spot to be in, though. I could, I was never able to figure that out. That was such a weird, like, I would rather just be in the middle or something. Yeah. Second seems so strange that it was like, I don't Especially know. Especially because first is usually someone strong. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? I mean, the first, that one, that surprised me, though. You know, that opening, like, comedy skit, like, that was sickening. Yeah. Applications are pending as Team Dolly huddles, and Daya wants the spot she wants, and she doesn't care what spot anyone else gets, of course. Lady Camden, she's going to put her foot down. She wants saltine. Funny! That was funny! She's good at jokes. I thought that was very good. Willow knows that the first and last spots are the least favorable, but they are the good spots. Camden doesn't want to open. Bosco is willing to be a team player, and she will be the opener. She's going to be less conflict-heavy on this episode. Willow is going to go third after Georges, as she is already feeling the least confident, but she could blow them away. As if. Daya wants dead middle, so she'll be five, and Jerry will be four, and now it's down to six and seven. Will it be Deja or Camden closing out the show? Daya says, Camden, if you want to go sixth, go sixth. Put Deja last. But Camden knows that she has to be funny, and if she doesn't go last, she's just playing it safe. So she's going to push herself off the scary ledge, and not fade into the background. So she's going to go last. With the order finally being Bosco, Georges, Willow, Angeria, Daya, Deja, and Camden. No anger. No one's mad. No one can complain. Everyone got what they want. If you suck, you suck. Where would you go? What position? Uh, probably second to last. Um, just so I'm not, I don't have to be like the last one because, you know, my comedy skills are not great. I mean, my, I make up for that in my sense of how terrible I am at performing. No, I'm joking. But, um, I, you know, second to last definitely because, 
Um, you can kind of keep it safe a little bit and throw in a few punches and probably be okay. Um, when you're too early on, they're kind of nitpicking at everything. So I think it's kind of safer to be like third to last or second to last. You know, I don't want to, I'm not an opener. I'm not a closer. I like being comfortable in the middle. There it is. Well, <laughs> roasting Ross is harder than it seems. Willow is terrified of this challenge. She has never done a roast before. And not only do you have to tell jokes, but you have to make them land and be sure you're not the joke at the end. Willow will share a joke with Camden. Ross, I like to imagine you and Carson are secret in love. But since you're both loose bottoms, you have sex by leaning against opposite sides of the couch and running backwards. That was too layered. There's too many layers to that. I still don't know what that means. <laughs> Same. I, like, I was like, I, yeah, too many layers here. It, do you, do you, I really just like can't figure that out. I don't know what that means. Is that, that their ass is so loose that they would, it would a couch would fit in it or what? I, I think maybe it was like suction cupping. Like you, you run backwards and they're so loose. I don't know. Maybe listeners help me out here. I, I don't get it. I'll admit it. I don't get it. That's there were so many things I didn't get, but that's just one of many. <laughs> yeah. Well, Willow knows there is no potential for embarrassment. Don't fuck it up, girl. Daya is feeling bad. What do her notes say so far? Thank you, Angeria. That's funny. That was funny. That's good. That was really funny. That was witty. Deja says this is a roast. Go for the jugular or all her chin. So she's willing to be read. Willow does think Deja will be great as long as she doesn't veer into dad joke country. So let's check on one of her jokes. If Rue and Ross and Michelle were in a girl group, it would be called Destiny's Adopted Child. Silence. Nothing. I, I thought that was funny. Like, as an adopted person, I get the comedy in that. I kind of chuckled at that one a little bit, personally. See, what I would have done, I would have changed a little bit. I know Carson wasn't there, but I would have said if Carson, Ross, and Michelle were in a girl group, it would be Rue's Adopted Children. Okay, see, there you go. There you go. That's the punchline. Thank punch you. Line. There it oh, is. It was so close, but yet so far. So, And that's the theme of Deja's Roast. Right. Um, we're going to hit the main stage to do comedy with Michelle Visage and Dolce Sloan. Did you know who she was? Because I sure did not. She looked gorgeous. She looked sickening. She was yeah. painted. Did not For those who don't know, she is from The Daily Show, and I thought she was fun. I thought she was really cool. Will I go seek out The Daily Show? I don't like Trevor Noah. So no, there you go. Right, right. No, but she was so sweet. She gave really great feedback, yeah. though, and she looked fucking sickening. The hair, incredible the makeup, just effortless. Well, Bosco joins the ladies first. Has she done a roast before? No, but she's hosted gigs before. Michelle tells her that she's kind of a shady bitch. She's going to start off her set making reference to being told to go home. And Michelle says it's observational. And if it's not funny, followed up by deadpan, it's not going to work. Dulce says there's no punchline to the joke. Bosco knows that she has a dry sense of humor and that doesn't cater to everyone. The next joke we hear is let's talk about your career. Leslie Jordan walks so you could prance. And Dulce says, make this bitch Boston market roast. I was like, that. yeah, that's good. That, that's good critique. It was a good one. Michelle reminds her that she could choose to go, that she chose to go first. So she's opening. Why? She has a lot to prove. And Dulcie says she has come out guns blazing. You got to be funny and you got to be deliberate. Willow is up next and she starts with Rue. Are you intimidating? Uh, you are intimidating to all its queens, but to curb my fear of you, 
I have to remember that your all of your talent and creativity has gone into smash hits like Christmas Cookies and Christmas Cookies 2.0. Huh? Yeah. She tried. <laughs> roommate Christmas Cookies? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's the, the theme of this is just they they run so far with these jokes and they pull it out so far. That's what she said. But you know what I mean? They it's just I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Willow's humor is interesting, but sometimes it doesn't work for um, literal jokes. Right. It's just not funny. Michelle's going to tell her that the first part is too long. And Dulce says economy of words get to the funny fast. Willow's comedy, she says, is a, a rambling absurdity, which does not work for a roast. Now we got Angie, who is here after nap time. She's here to wake them up. She gives us what I think of the name. When I think of the name Ross Matthews, I think of motels, always open and filthy as fuck. They find it meant. I was like, I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was a good one. I I like that. That was that was a good opener. No, I really thought that was hilarious. Out of the what people have been serving before her, that was that was a good opening. She came in running. Yeah. She tries with Ross, you have a fabulous job. I know people who would kill to work on this show and be the understudy for Carson Cressley. I was like, that's good too. That is a good one. She's doing well. Now Daya is terrified still. She doesn't have Rue Reads, and Dulce says, Don't tell them what she doesn't have, as it makes her look unprepared. Show us what you got. And she goes, girls, I want you to look at Michelle. This is what a man in a wig is supposed to look like. Okay, maybe not the best timed um, read, especially, you know, having, you know, five trans girls on this season. Right, right. But okay. You know, a little sensitive. Also, it's just like they they kept in all of these jokes that they told us, that we heard them like talk, like say in rehearsals and stuff. And then yeah. them like showing them on the main stage and not any other ones. I was like, it would have been funny if I heard it once, but now I've heard right. it twice and I'm like, what? <laughs> then she's got girls. I want you to look at Michelle. This, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, she continues with who is your doctor? That way when the money comes in, I know who to stay away from if I'm going to get cosmetic surgery. I was like, okay, that one's funny. That one, that one's, that one's better. Yeah, we're gonna get Ross Matthews. You're so gay. Your favorite candy is prep. Good. We're 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 rolling. But that's all she's written, and that's and a bad thing. thing. Yeah, that's all she wrote. Yeah, right. Um, obviously, I'm a writer. I can do this kind of thing. I don't like the pressure cooker of drag race. Maybe would would scare me a little bit. But as I say every single time we have a challenge like this, if you're gonna be on Drag Race, you better be writing jokes before you get on your plane right learn the skills there are few things that you like absolutely know for sure are gonna be part of what being on the show is being funny learning how to sew and just presenting yourself like there's there's literally just three things that's all you need and these girls are like well i i'm not funny i'm like why are you here deja is here and she says daya is what a five-year-old would draw if a five-year-old would draw a big food and dulce's like nope don't do it next we get michelle this hair is everything but i will say you officially look like pepe lepew's asshole and michelle will ask is that funny and deja's like i thought it was she's so delusional you gotta be to an extent (laughs) well what's her strongest to be her opening joke and deja's nervous laughing because she has no idea it's going to be the roast of Deja Sky. And now the lady has arrived. There before the grace of gaze, Michelle Visage. A lot of people don't actually know that you are a talented dancer because you are not. 
Bad delivery, but funny. And no, Michelle, you have two left feet. Feet. They have left your body completely. And Dulcie finds that fucking hilarious. And it's like, okay, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Ross Matthews, you are so gay. When I say hello to your asshole, it echoes back. Gayer. Yeah, she's not a comedian anymore. And Michelle says, try you are so gay, even your farts have a lisp. And apparently that goes in one ear and out the other because Lady Camden is not going to listen to that critique. It did not echo back. They'll say we'll tell her when you try to make something work that's not working, that's when you put too many words in. And now Georges is here and they put her last and out of uh, the running order because we have to have a storyline to plot at this moment. Everyone else was in running order, but Georges. One, Georges looks so adorable. And two, she is so nervous. You could tell she was shaking up there. She starts with, I met Ross Matthews one time at a club that I work at, and this bitch was twerking everywhere, and all I could think of was, why does it smell like 45 ounces of bounce that ass? I don't get it. I, I get it. I It's just, it's, again, more of an observation than right. a joke. That's exactly what it would smell like, but where's the funny? Gorgeous is now going to try to explain the joke. And Dulce's like, are you telling me that because the ass was bouncing? Am I getting the aroma of anus? I want that on the shirt. I think that's very funny. Dulce Sloan, brilliant. Yes. My next tattoo. Oh (laughs) my God. Uh, And George's like, yeah. And cut the joke. She's like, cut the joke. Not going to work. Now, my little baby pocket twink is going to make a fat joke at Ross's expense. It's good to see you have lost all that weight and the baby crickets and dulcie is like people have serious feelings about losing babies so stay away from that and george is like oh okay duh we have to also remember she is 21 years old she has not lived a life yet she she's she's learning she's learning these things george's will say that she's trying to say that ross gave birth to a baby so michelle tries to help her with a joke and land the punchline with how is the baby better this is why you take the critiques from the judges when they are working with you deja sky Exactly. No, that one read. That one landed and they lived for it. Yeah. Take the Well, notes. this is all she had. And Michelle tells her not to be afraid to make jokes. They just have to be funny. Georges comes back to the workroom and looks like she wanted to cry. She doesn't consider herself a funny person. And Dulce will ask her if she's friend if she has friends laugh when she talks to them. She says yes. And Dulce says, talk to Ross like they are one of your uh, friends, like you would smack them around like they were one of your homegirls. But George, again, returns to the workroom, puts on a robe, lounges like the bottom that she is and says she's over it. She doesn't want to do it. They tell her not to give up. And Willow notes that sometimes she is ready to slay them all. And other times George just wants to give up right now. She just can't do that. I really wanted to give her a hug. She's trying so hard, but again, you can just see how painful it is for her to be so in her head. But then again, like I understand the position she's in where like that also is my biggest fear where I find comedy in performances and mixes and those things, but like being put on the spot and being told to be funny is really difficult, you know? Like, that's a hard thing. And I, again, I just want to go in, I want to hug her, I want to tell her it's going to be okay, but, like, some people just don't have those skills. But, again, you know. It's time to roast a bitch. They love him, but they're going to read him. Lady Camden is tapping into her humorous side, and her wings are expanding. So much so that she's going to keep writing stuff down as she glues her eyebrows down. Moscow likes her set. 
It feels tight and put together, and she prides herself on being tight. She's always got a, a witty comment like that. But again, her humor is just dry. Always it, dry. It's dry and tight. <laughs> yes, it is. Daya says they get her humor, but she only had half of her set, so she's hopeful that the rest of the set is going to be good, if not better. And George is, is still feeling awful. She's not excited. She's trying her best and just hasn't been good enough. Boss was going to tell her to think about how she felt during the lip sync Lollapalooza, but she can't figure it out. It's easier said than done. Deja says she will be laughing at everyone, even if it's not funny, and she expects her sisters to do the same. I was like, okay, normally, if like real life you're going to do a roast, sure, you tell your sisters to do that and they'll do that. This is a competition. They're not going to laugh. It's not funny because they want to save their ass. Yeah. They every you, you got, you got to do what's best for you. You got to, you know, I don't know. Ugh, it, that that's, it would be so difficult to be in there and just be in that position. It, ugh, that like makes my skin crawl. You know, you think these sisters are there for you. They're there to help you. But at the end of the day, you know, it, you will do what you got to do to be better up, you know? Deja was at the bottom from day one. She's gotten better and she feels like she deserves to go to the next level. It's so close. She can taste it. Bosco will ask Daya for her extra sponge. And for those who have never done makeup, that thing is beyond old and gross. She used that on her face on purpose. Bosco literally called it a third testicle. Do you have any makeup brushes or sponges that look that terrible? No. I mean... They start getting crunchy and then you throw them out and you buy another one for a dollar. But being the swamp witch that she is, that makes sense that that's her only sponge. I, I have to imagine that they have access to makeup while they're on set. Like they cannot not have other options. Maybe it's a good luck um, sponge, but I could not believe how gross that looked. I don't know. Being sponsored by Anastasia Beverly Hills, you can get a sponge. You can get multiple sponges. I, <laughs> that I, was I agree. Setup. That was a mean setup. All right, let's visit Rue and friends on the main stage. Rue is looking fabulous in that rose gold. I love this look. She looked radiant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have Michelle Ross and Dulce Sloan, and it is time for the roast of Ross Matthews. We're going to go through it all and discuss some of the jokes and all the jokes and the moments, and let's do it. Bosco is here and she's sporting a punk skunk on her head. It's very Seattle grunge of her. That look was very interesting. She's going to start off by talking about herself. She says that last week she was told to go home by each and every one of her competitors, everyone on the panel and by RuPaul. She was told to go home more times than Ross at White Party. She's been told to go home more times than Michelle every time she visits the UK. She's been told to go home more times than RuPaul when she tells the record company she has a new song. She understands the critiques. She will show versatility when Willa passes a drug test. She will show you versatility when George wins an action challenge and passes a drug test. That was good. It was really good. It's fast. It gets to the point really quickly. And that is like the key in this, you know? Absolutely. Really quickly and getting it out. That She killed that. And then she continues with RuPaul, you are so old that when you said you were first, you mean you were both hunter and gatherer. And Ross, when you say you were first, no one believes you. Ross is not a top, he's a blouse. We get one rapid fire set from Bosco. It's very strong. It, if it if it works, don't veer from it. This was how you do a roast. People who are going to be on the show in the future, do this, practice this. Maybe it's not your type, type of um, hosting or speaking because this is how Bosco talks. But you can adapt that to make it work. 
learn joke structure. She nailed it for you. Yeah. No, easy. Setup, delivery, execution, done. Like the only is the only thing that she didn't really have, but again, it worked because of her speed. Usually you go for the power of three. Three in comedy is the the key. Um, but again, her speed and timing, she basically gave, instead of giving you three examples of each, she gave you three rapid fire sets of um going home, drug test, and verse. So there's your one, two, three. Yeah. There it is. I helped you out, listeners. If you're gonna do comedy, three. Think that's three. all you gotta do. If you're going on drag race and you're going to a roast, just set it up and get it done. All right. Well. If you hated Bosco's corsets, you're going to love her swimsuits. It's Georgia's. Buckle up, kids. She starts off saying hi to the nasty bitches. She tells Rue that she thought she was going to be competing against succulent, decadent, gorgeous queens. Instead, she's getting a linebacker lurch and the crimson chin. Speaking of linebackers, hi, Michelle. Mm-hmm. And then she loses it. Mm-hmm. She tosses her pigtail back. She's trying to find her notes. And I, in this moment, I was like, oh, just relax. You're okay. You're doing okay. They laugh. They're good. She says that it's crazy to think that Michelle's plastic surgery is older than her. And Rue laughs and Michelle's like, I didn't have any. And there's the joke. It's like, Come on. Michelle had to have had plastic surgery. Yeah. Can we unpack that? Because I'm like, if anybody who has eyes can look at Michelle and be like, oh, you know, that's just how a person's supposed to look. No, that bitch has cheekbones up to the fucking heavens. She has, yes. well, she got her tits taken out, but that's a sensitive subject. But correct. That was funny. That was funny. For a second, I was like, uh, a world with. Rue laughs because he knows it's true. Right, right. <laughs> Georgia says it's crazy to her that she's known about Rue since she was in diapers. And it's funny now because Rue's the one in diapers. And Rue says it's funny because it's true. I know Rue was trying to help her out there, but it, it was a good joke. The delivery was off. Yeah. She tells Ross that he's so gay that his asshole sounds like a turkey. She says it's so good to see that he's lost all that weight. How's the baby? I think she should have credited Michelle and Dulce, but I understand it. I get it. George just had good energy, but she's just fumbling with words, and then you can see her nerves. It was It was sad to watch. Yeah, I, I I know. But like when you go into that, knowing that you're going to not do well, you're not going to do well. You have to psych yourself up in some way. It's like you could hear her talking about it. She's like, I think even un- in Untucked after it happened, she was like, well, I bombed that. That was shit. I'm OK with whatever happens. But if you're going to go on and fight for $100,000, you kind of have to psych yourself up and kind of do what you got to do and not just accept defeat but you know i get it it was hard she said the scariest thing she's ever done good for her for getting through it and not running off of stage you know yep he brings up the gremlin of the season willow pill willow says georgia's really tried her darndest the judges say georgia's was born for drag she's also going to die for it rupaul's going to sacrifice her for seven more years of life okay that's pretty good willow says she loves the diverse okay go ahead no, I have no comment. That was just a really funny setup. <laughs> yeah. Willow says she loves the diversity of the cast. Bosco, who looks like the child of Kurt and Courtney. Daya looks like the child of Ozzy and Sharon. And Camden, who looks like the child of a brother and sister. Come on, incest joke. I guess you could have said Donnie and Marie, but that may have been a too niche version of the joke. <laughs> that might have been too niche. But I, I, I thought it was funny, though. It's yeah. yeah. Someone had to say it. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Love her. She's- 
tells Michelle that she prides herself on being a singer, dancer, actor, and only three of those are a lie. And I was like, that's funny too. That's good. On to the man of the hour, Carson Cressley's arch nemesis, Ross Matthews. He is a very, very handsome lesbian. It took Willow about five years to realize he and Fortune Feimster were different people. And I'm like, haven't we gotten that joke before? I've heard that joke before. I, well, I've always thought that. And I was, I always wanted to like set that joke up before. And I, I feel like we got that joke when Fortune was a guest for a roast. Where it was like, Ross it was Matthews reversed. Was like yeah. Or something. It was something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Well, she's going to bring up the grace of Diana Ross and the beauty of Rumpelstiltskin and Jiria. I was like, that's a funny joke because <laughs> that knows that's a choice. <laughs> she still looks like a character from Ants. Okay, is that what it is? Yeah, uh, she looks like ants. I I remember, I think she, if she ever sees this, it's funny. But what, before she got, like, right when they announced everything, I posted a thing of, like, a photo of her. And one of her contact lenses was, like, up in the left corner. And I, I made the comment. I said, Angeria has one eye on the crown and the other eye somewhere else. And she saw yeah. it and never said anything, but I love her regardless. But she did. I'm she sure did. she loved it. I'm sure she loved it. <laughs> All right. Now time is over and she is here to do what she does best. Read a bitch. Mama Room. In drag, she is the supermodel of the world. Out of drag, she is like the superintendent of schools. Half the time, she doesn't know if she's get, about to get ex- eliminated or expelled. Okay. I get the wordplay. It's not funny, but the way she said it was funny. I, I guess, but also just too many words, too much, too much setup and not enough delivery. Like, yeah. I, I, sure, I guess. Michelle Visage is the inspiration behind the glory hole because men would rather look at a blank wall than your face. Okay, that was funny. <laughs> Insert many names there. I would love to right. use that one. Relatable. <laughs> and the diet version of Lizzo herself, Dulce Sloan. How are you feeling? Okay as hell. All right. So none of the queens knew who she was. They had, and Angeria was the only brave one to say something. It worked. That was one of the better jokes, actually. I really thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> they are gathered there to honor one man, but that man was unavailable, so they got a woman instead, Ross Matthews. Okay, mediocre, fine. She tells him that he would be the lip-sync assassin of the season because he has n- he is no stranger to bottoming. He is the only one that knows that, uh, who she knows that masturbates to Lifetime Movie Network. All right, so not like the exact it's just lifetime and lifetime movies it's not a network lifetime has other crap on there but fine i get the joke it's there she may not have punchlines but she's delivering everything as if it was the funniest thing you've ever heard and that's what we love about angeria it's it's so like i don't i don't care what she's saying or who she's talking about or what the context is she could be talking about I don't know, cow shit. And it would be the funniest thing. And she would think it's the funniest thing that she's ever told anyone. And I respect that. And I love that for her. And I think that'll take her really, really far. But the jokes, they're just, they're not funny. But she's, she really, she went in. She executed with. Next up, it's Uncle Fester, AKA Diabetty. She's terrified. She has never done a roast before. And Dulce gave her good advice. It's about creating jokes centered around people you respect the most. So she was definitely in trouble then. (laughs) <laughs> she doesn't consider herself to be the funniest girl there. She's just happy to be there. She says she wants you to look at Michelle Visage, look at her, her beautiful hair, that stunning makeup. That is what a man in a wig is supposed to look like. 
She says roasting Rue was the hardest thing. She admires her so much and thinks she's so successful. She has a podcast and made people want to smile. Have You have a TV show that constantly makes people laugh. You have a music career that makes people go, okay, cool. It could have been a better joke. All you would have had, all you had to say is make you like plug your ears or something else. Like, it, it, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's again the structure action action okay cool that wasn't part of it it didn't land Mm-mm. it was just the rambling of it. it it just took so long to get there that we kind of lost it we were like okay i get what you're trying to say but you know it took you two minutes to get there yeah but, mm. well as willow says dia does take forever to get her punchline and even then it's not funny and she wastes her time <laughs> When we get to Ross, she says that he is so gay, his favorite candy is prep, and he is a staple of the show and one of her top four favorite judges there. A joke we've definitely heard before. Yes. And we have our next guest who was conceived while going 80 miles per hour down the interstate because that's where most accidents happen, Deja Sky. I thought that was hilarious. It was just very layered and too nuanced that it took you more than a second to get. You can't do that in a roast. It has to be so much easier. Like, I was like, I get that that's like supposed to be funny, but it's also like kind of dark. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it you got to get there quicker. And, ugh, you know, the, the references, you got to be, you got to be witty and you got to, you got to go for the low hanging fruit, literally. Exactly. All right. Deja is clash of the patterns, literally. Yellow checkered, pink zebra, go home, you're blind. <laughs> terrible, terrible. She says, Daya looks like what a five-year-old would draw if you asked him to draw a Bigfoot. Or a big foot. There are okay. the jokes. Okay. Speaking of big things, what's the difference between her padding and Bosco's big ego? Her padding can clear a doorway. That was cringe. Mm-hmm. Michelle, you are a dirty, dirty woman. She only says that because she hasn't washed her vagina since season four of Drag Race. What's something nice she can say about Michelle that hasn't been said by the LA Rams or the Clippers or the Lakers? She's a whore. Second part was funny. That was funny. That was, that was good. Again, low-hanging fruit, obviously. Yeah. All right, Mrs. Ross Matthews. She loves her voice, but sometimes it gets so high-pitched that she's almost certain that a dog, the only dogs can hear her. Where's the punchline? Yeah. I want to give credit to our, the, my dear friend DJ Two-Face, who on um, uh, Facebook said the punchline should have been, can you hear that, Michelle? <laughs> That's good! Just oh, Two-Face, you're good. I'm giving you that credit. Again, so close. So close, though. And then she finally gets a joke. Mm-hmm. The, this queen needs no introduction. And then she walks off stage. That right. was funny! I think that was the funniest joke of the entire rose. That was hilarious. I actually was laughing yeah. so hard at that. That was hilarious. Well, Lady Camden, thanks God. Thanks God that was over. The Muppets are here. They are a bunch of ugly monsters who only come to life when there is a hand up their ass. Come on, fisting jokes. Mm-hmm. She's excited for tonight's runway because Georges will be wearing a headband as a dress and RuPaul will tell her she's a superstar. Can't wait to superstar your way out of this rose, bitch. It's like, okay, observational, but kind of funny and I'll dig at Ru. Mm-hmm. She's in front of Gabe Mount Rushmore. Knock, knock. Who's there? I don't know, but Michelle's a whore. I just, I thought if Deja said that, we would have been mad it was a dad joke, but that was the best dad joke we've heard all night. It, But also coming from her, that was hilarious. It like, was, and that's extra, why it works. Got such a dirty fucking mouth. Like, that was hilarious. She says, Michelle translates to beautiful, and Visage translates to just kidding. All mm-hmm. right. 
She says hello to Ross and says, I'm sorry, my dear. You represent the bottoms and the bottoms of the week. All right. Yeah. Ross is a true Hollywood success story. Proves you do not need a deep voice, just a deep throat. Like it, like that. Yes. And then I'm... we get to the whole Echo and Ross's asshole bit that ends with what is the meaning of life? It comes out, it's Britney, bitch. It took us a long time to get there, but it still wasn't funny. No, no. I mean, it, it, it could have been, again, with a different setup, but it just, it just took too long. Mm. What I find is the Rose Challenge is are really interesting to watch because you know there's going to be good, you know there's going to be bad, and from a television perspective, that's what makes it exciting for us to watch. I understand why we do the roast because when it comes to drag, um, especially in mainstream drag now, you kind of have to be funny. If you're going to be hosted, you need to be entertaining. And this is a good way to figure out who's going to be able to do that. I just wonder if there is another way to do this without making everyone look so fucking terrible sometimes. Because this wasn't a mediocre challenge in my eyes. We've seen I, it. It was the same kind of level of like snatch game for me that it was like yeah. everyone just did okay. Sure, there were some really kind, a few great moments in there, but you know, the roast challenge always brings so many cringe moments for me that I. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're, you know. I mean, we didn't have any Alexis Michelle or Pheromone moments. So we're, <laughs> no. we, we've moved past that. Yeah, no complete flops, but it was, it, it, I don't know. There has to be a different way to go about it. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, even when you're like going on shows, unless you're doing a comedy show, you're never just standing there with no music, no nothing, just kind of telling jokes, unless that's what the show is. Right. But I don't know. Yeah, there, there has to be a different way. But I mean, I guess it would be nice for these queens to look back and cringe at themselves, work on it, and move forward. But it's painful for us for some of yeah. them. All right, let's move on to the runway. Category is too too much, and in honor of this runway, we are going to play too too or boo boo. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Bosco, look by Marco Marco, hair by Kayleen Marcos. This is brilliant. This concept is incredible. She's marrying the idea of a ballet dancer with something so obscene and gory with the blades. The nude illusion is just right. The blood splattering is perfect. The blades are a little flimsy, but we're going to give it a pass. This, in my eyes, is her best runway this season. This is one of my favorite runways in general of all this. Like uh, it, it's, I love, I love the horror aspect. I love the glamour aspect. There's stones on the blood, like the context, the hair, the everything. It, there's such an attention to detail and a reference to horror that I just so appreciate it. Like definitely toot toot. Like so I, I can't believe we almost lost Bosco and would not have seen this. Oh, I know. I know. Like we would, we would have never known that she had this look, but also I, they were a little flimsy. That was my only thing that yeah. it needed to be a little bit more erect if we, if I will, but he, it was still incredible. Ross says for starters, he hates all them bitches. He says that if you do a roast, you have to go there, crockpot him until the meat has fallen off the bone. He says she had a strong stage presence, but she also knew the structure of a joke. Ross says the look had a concept and it's fun and edgy. Dulce says she took all the notes and applied them. She loves the look, the split in the hair with the curl, Miss Ma'am. Ruth says it's cutting edge look. I give it a toot toot. I gave it a toot toot. It was incredible. It was, it was so quintessential. It like it was so perfect for her, and it shows her edginess, but also her like attention to detail and glamour. Like she looks incredible, incredible. 
because there were multiple people in this one, I'm not going to call anyone out here, but it was 95% tutu, 5% boo-boo by the listeners. That's Just okay. wait for a different runway or r- person. We'll, I'm going to call someone out, but we'll get there. Okay. Georges, look by V. Monique, hair by Gorik Elder. There is a general idea of a tutu, and then there is the expansion of a tutu. Um, that is what that is. It's a tool dress that is passing off as a tutu. I feel like if she didn't put the same material as the top part, it would have read properly, but because it's just read up, it just felt like a dress in my eyes. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that this is different style for her. The blue is a delicate color that pairs well with the edginess of the leather jacket. It's very 80s, but it's underwhelming. She started off strong this season, but now she's becoming a tad predictable. I this look for me without the jacket, without the hat, it could it could have been like okay and redeemable. But it just, it looked like it was, she put the dress on and was like, this is not enough. I need to like up it with yeah. something and then threw a jacket and a hat on and called it a look. And it was just so wrong. And I feel like she like should know better that like, you know, less is more. And she, I mean, I was thinking the whole time, I was like, she takes the jacket off. It would be sickening. It would be great. Put some glitter. Well, if you, if you've seen her uh, Instagram, her, the photo of the look, she has the jacket off and she has ballet slippers as her shoes. So she yeah. knew she did not do great. Right. <laughs> Michelle says the look is fun and edgy and early Madonna. She says in rehearsal, she looked defeated and they didn't want her to give up. Ross says she struggled in the roast as she never got her footing. Dulce says her delivery was good, but she pulled back. When she gets up there, she has to talk to them like they're kicking with any of her homegirls. She wasn't able to connect that. Rue asks her if she had fun doing it. And Georgia said she did not have any fun whatsoever. She was about to burst into tears and Rue says it should have been fun as you can't take life too seriously. Rue really admires her. She is a big fan of hers. And I think if like it wasn't television, Rue would have like got up there and gave her a hug. Um, But these are the rules of the game. She can't, she can't do that. Uh, Also because Rue's probably wearing her sweatpants at that time. So she couldn't get off the (laughs) table. Um, But yeah, I just felt for her. But unfortunately, I'm gonna go boo boo on this one. Yeah, same boo boo. It was, it was, it could have been. It like had the potential to easily be such a great look, but it, it just missed it with it just too many, too many additional things that it didn't need. Yeah. You know, the audience twenty percent two two, eighty percent boo boo. All right, Willow Pill. I'm just going to preface this right now. I love you, Puretta, and I love you, and I love you, but. I'm going to critique you. Look by Peretta Victory, hair by Sixus Dion. I think I'm just not in on the concept and the idea, and I'm not sure what the goal was. Is the tutu around her neck? She's got filler all over. She's Michelle Visage. Um, I think Willow does things her way, and she's unique for that, but just once, I would like a little literal interpretation of the, the runway from Willow. That being said, the garment is stunning. Pink and black and silver are a dream color combination. It's a giant skirt, not a tutu. I know, but she looked so cool that it like kind of didn't matter for me. That it just yeah. with the with the Amanda Lepore face and cheeks, with the hair and the everything, it just at, at some point I was just like, I don't give a shit what this runway is, but she just looks sickening, you know. Yeah. But yes, I agree. There was no tutu, there was no mo, no, no nothing. It was, it was. It was just fabric, but it was really beautiful fabric. 
Ruth says she has never looked more beautiful. Ross says she came out strong in the roast, but she could have gone further. Michelle says the look is delicious. It's like Pete Burns. Everything about it is just glamorous. Rue asks her if she had fun, and Willow says she was terrified. I said I love you, Puretta. I'm giving it a boo-boo. Really? I am! Just because it's not a tutu? Yes! Oh. I have to, if I'm going to do it for other people, I have to be consistent. Well, I'm going to be the one. I'm going to say tutu just because I get the references. I love the look and she just looks incredible. But also in Untucked, they did do like a close up on her and you could see that like the prosthetics were kind of like falling off a little bit. And like I went to makeup school for prosthetic design specifically. Um, I'll keep quiet on that because I'm going to surprise the girls someday. But it's you know, I'm glad that they showed it from afar on the stage because if there were any close-ups, I would have been like, oh, well, the prosthetics coming off kind of take me out of it. Yeah. But that was only an untucked. On stage, it read so well. So for me, tutu. Well, everyone agrees with you, basically. 83% tutu, 7%, 17% boo-boo. So I'm definitely in the minority. I'll own it. But I, it was not for me, not for me. And Jiria Paris Van Michaels, no designers listed. Uh, she says it's a tutu gown, and sometimes you just have to nod your head and say, sure. Um, what makes it a tutu gown? Nothing. Give me literal or give me death on this runway. I think the lime green is a stunning color on her, but please no more contacts. We were doing so well. Mm-hmm. If she had this in her closet for a pageant and repurposed it for this show, I would say, yes, you are correct. Well, that's probably exactly what happened. <laughs> I could probably tell you for a fact. It was it was so not a tutu. And part of me thinks that maybe she didn't know what a tutu was. And she That's was what like, I'm wondering. Like, this works. This looks great. I look sickening in this. This is fine. But yeah, no, the color, I've never really seen a color like that. It was like neon green, but not quite like super yeah. neon-y. It was cool, but it was like so, it was just not a tutu. And like for that, it's for me, boo-boo. No, sorry. Ross says he loves your confidence. Was she the funniest? No, but she sold it like she was the headliner. Ross loves this color because God didn't intend for anyone to wear it. Dulce says she owned it even if her jokes didn't hit. For the look, hit her. She loves the unnatural color. I'll give it a boo-boo as well. And the audience, uh, 53% 2-2, 47% boo-boo. So very much in the middle there. Diabetting. Tutu by Garçon. Other Elements by Dia Crystal Method and Lux Queen. I adore the intricacies of this look and how regal she looks, even though we know what it's made of. The makeup is my favorite she's done all season. It's still Dia, but she's giving you drama. Pink has now become her color. It's strong blush here. The hair is wonderfully shaped for this look. I know the crown looks flimsy, but I don't care. It's the aesthetic and the shoes were brilliant. I really, really enjoyed this look from her. Yeah, no, I I think it was really cool. I think it was really high fashion, but it was also very kind of right up her alley in the sense of putting, I don't know, it kind of looked like in my sense, like if a Barbie doll was in a house fire and it burnt a little bit, but yeah. it's still sickening and still gorgeous. Like that was, it just looked, it's so polished, but isn't like, you know, it has that sense of edge. It was so cool. And she gave you an actual tutu in the sense of it's a ballerina, but not. And that's what I loved about it. She took you, gave you the elements that you were expecting, but turned it on its head for her. That's what you do for this challenge. Right. Dulce says she looks, likes the look because sometimes when they want to distress, they go too far. But this is that this, but this is just that she's here for it. She came, it worked. She told her to not tell them why they don't have what they don't have in the roast. She broke the fourth wall in the illusion. 
Ross could tell she was nervous in the roast because she said she was nervous. He wasn't on board from the get-go. Shell says she got lost. The jokes were too long. She looked great. Delivery, not so great. I give the look a 2-2. I give it a 2-2. I think it's, it's sickening. I think it's exactly what I'd expect her to walk out in, but not in a bad way. You know, it's not, it, it, like, yeah. it's not the like, expected it, but I feel like that is exactly how you put a diet twist on that. Audience, 76% 2-2, boo-boo. Deja Sky. No designers listed. She is the pastel princess, and now I finally see it. The teal dress is stunning. The pink hair is brilliant. I mean, we have seen Rue in that color combo before. It does work. What does not work is calling it a tutu. It's tool with a secondary layer. I want it to drop below her knee. Her proportions are off again. I just think Deja Sky is easily one of the worst runway performers in show history. There's not been a look I liked. It was, yeah. And even when I was like, okay, I don't want to get like in trouble for this, but even like watching her unpack, like what, uh, yeah, what you packing, I mean, it was like, she's like, this is my, this is my finale gown. This is what I was going to wear for the finale. And I'm like, that's what you were going to wear the, for the finale. I'd wear that to like a local bar, maybe in Minnesota. I can't buy taste. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this look is like such a miss for me. It was, it looks just like off the rack in my sense, but it looks off the rack in a way that it just, you know, it didn't fit. It didn't fit her. It was bunching in her whatever. And I mean, the colors are great. I'll give her that. The colors are great. She's painted and the hair is perfect, but you know, it's just the fit, the everything. I'm sorry. Jill said the neck up, she looks beautiful. She thinks the fit is a problem. The top is weird and looks like it's falling off. She did the jokes that they told her not to do. Ross says the issue was you wrote someone in is you have to tell the truth, but put a spin on it. But what she gave were just facts. Dulcie says she doesn't didn't take any of the notes. And Deja says she doesn't consider herself a comedian, but Rue says they're all kind of just clowns. It's a boo-boo for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. It's it it could have been good, but it just the fit, it bunched the the color was good, you know, yeah. but it just didn't fit. It didn't look good. I'm sorry. Boo boo. The audience 13% two two, 87% boo boo. <laughs> and finally, Lady Camden. Hair by sprinkles on top wigs, tutu by Katya Scott, nails by Nail Bay Adriana. She looks sublime. This is what dreams are made of. She is literally a ballerina. She is paying homage to her art in such a triumphant way. The detailing is breathtaking. This is the look that I want to remember Lady Camden by. I just love everything about it. She looks like a fairy princess. Yeah, I want to die in this look. I want to be buried in this look. And I like this, this was absolutely sickening. And it is the perfect homage to like her dance career, her ballet career. It was, ah, uh, I think the best she's ever looked. One of my, actually, I think like one of my favorite runways ever, honestly. I agree. Yeah. Ross says she started so strong and he was on board. He loves the applique on her skin as it was so stunning. Michelle says her delivery was great and she looked great. She says the look was glamour. She was hoping she would give them the full ballerina fantasy. She loves it wasn't ballet hair as if this was drag. Dulce loved her set with the cheeky moment. She tells her the echo joke just didn't work. It's a two-two. Yeah, two-two. It like she just looks like she's glowing, and you you know she just looks like she's living her like fantasy. You know that she's like having her the most incredible time. It such is so good. I didn't call out anyone with Bosco's look, but I'm going to call someone out for Lady Camden's look. Woo. 
Happy belated birthday, Princess Poppy. Fuck you for booting this. 98% tutu, 2% boo-boo. You are literally the only boot on this one. Maybe she has a personal problem with ballerinas or something. I don't know. Well, she she lives in uh, San Francisco, so maybe she knows her. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, Either way, I thought this was incredible. And listeners... I will be putting this on my uh, top looks of the year of Drag Race on my uh, voting thing for the end of the year. So get ready to vote on this one. Yeah. I also put Bosco's too. I thought I'm going to put both. This this is the first time this season where I was like, these are the looks yeah. from the season. Yeah. But it, it's also like, I love seeing the progression over the episodes of like how their looks get better, how they get more defined. It's like, yeah. you can- the elevation in Bosco and for Lady Camden that like this is their elevated version of themselves this is them be getting ready to get into the top four they're not playing around yeah you know, they're here to stay Rue brings back her girls to give them some decisions Bosco is deemed the winner of the week Lady Camden Willow and Angeria are safe that means we got a thruple it's lip sync time um, but it's not the thruple that Georges is into still bitter <laughs> still oh. bitter but whatever Three queens stand before her. One of them is staying while two of them are sashaying away. And Daya's face was like, fuck, I am up against Georges. What are we What are we doing here? This is going to be juicy. The song is Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. And a part of me is like, what if Olivia Rodrigo was supposed to be on the show this week? And then I was like, oh my God, what if she's on the show in the future? And then I realized, listeners, we're recording this on Grammy Sunday. If she sweeps the Grammy like uh, some people project, you're not seeing her on Drag Race anytime soon. Right. No. she. (laughs) Good for her. How old is she now? She's so young. She's like 19, I think. She's like 19 and she's richer and more famous than we'll ever be. So thanks. Um, I'm not yet uh, uh, Olivia Rodrigo Stan. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate her. I really only know her from her work on High School Musical, the musical the series, um, where I just find her speaking voice to be very nasally. Mm-hmm. Um, but her music's fun. I like it. Driver's License was a moment. Um, Reese Havoc, if you're listening to this, please stop yelling at me. I know you adore her. Um, I will get on board eventually, but I'm also a lot older than most people who like Olivia Rodrigo. No, that's how I feel. I, I feel like I shouldn't be listening to it because it's like, it's all over TikTok. It's all over everywhere. I'm like, am I too old for this when I'm also yeah. like not even that old? But I don't know. I'll, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'll be on board soon. All right. Daya is giving you the edginess and anger from the lyrics. It's angsty and it's kind of like watching an Avril Lavigne performance. I was here for it. Deja is lost. This is not good for her uh georges was doing great but i guess track record has to catch up to you at some point i think if georges didn't admit defeat in the critique she might have been saved but i think dia really had a fight that rue appreciated and i don't think rue could save georges after the comments she made i yeah but also i don't think that georges did that well in that lip sync you could if you if you watch her face and you watch her expression you can just tell like how defeated she is even in her performance like that was really not a great performance for her she walked around she kicked she did whatever but like you we she knew she was going home yeah. she knew she, she knew was it was going. over yeah it was done daya is saved leaving deja and georges as the two leaving let's go through on talks a little bit the ladies are back in the workroom to discuss what happened on the main stage and sitting in tutus very hard not easy no i can imagine it looks awfully like discomforting deja wants to discuss the elephant in the room 
She says she will be lip syncing. She feels that they were insulted that she didn't listen to them. As I said before, bitch, that's what they're there for. Why didn't you listen to them? They're there to help you. But she says if it didn't work, they tell you um, to listen. And, and she just thought the joke worked. She hates the feeling that she insulted Dulce and Michelle, but she really thought the joke worked. But she's sad she let everyone down. She's also confirming that she knows she will be lip syncing against what she called her ride or die, Georges. Um, I didn't know they were that close on the show because the show never showed it. No, this whole thing of like Georges being like, she's like, she's my best friend on the show. Like that they were like a dynamic duo. I'm like, okay, that's great and all, but like, I, I didn't see it. <laughs> I don't know. Deja's going to show some tears if she feels stupid. She can't bring to life what they see in her. Georges doesn't want to lip, lip sync against Deja as they are close. She says it's hard. Um, and we happen to be our own worst critics. And I agree that that's definitely me. But Georges is also glad that the roast is over. She's happy. Angeria is concerned with Georges's place in the competition. She's not as confident as she was the first half of the season. And it's only getting stiffer now. Deja is not really fine with whatever the outcome is, but she finds it heartbreaking to have to leave when they're really that close to the end. And I understand. But at, let, let's be honest. There's seven of them in that room. They probably think they're going to be there for another two years. Yeah. It, it, I mean, as it probably will go on, they're all going to, you know, well, all the eliminated queens come back and they compete and all the people on the season go home, you know? Exactly. She tells the girls that they have been the best part of the competition. She loves them all as they are bonded for life. Now, Camden is renting a spot in the top of the competition, and she has never felt more beautiful in her entire life. Her, ver her vision for this look was when she first went to see ballet, she wanted to look like that, and this is where her heart is. Camden wasn't present in the roast to know how she did. She just wanted to get through it, and it kind of makes sense based on her performance. Mm -hmm. Angeria says, when you're up there, you don't know. And if you don't feel a joke went your way, you just want it to end. And Georges was feeling like she was going through it she felt like it was the end of the world she could breathe when it was all over she's just not good at jokes and we're gonna have an untucked exclusive of some of georgia's unaired jokes that include telling michelle she is looser than ross pre-covid and i was like what <laughs> i don't get it what I, yeah i don't know and, and she calls brosco bronco because she reminds her of a horse but you can hear a faint uh, laugh from Rue. So Rue will enjoy that one, I guess. And then we're going to have Willow start mumbling through her lips. She's feeling good. Her set was strong at the beginning, and she's felt very proud of it. She says it's been easier to get through this with all of them there. And then we're going to get some tears because we get a video from Willow's family. It's a shock to her system to see them. They all wear her merch and embarrass her that when she was three, she would lip sync to Selena. I was like, that's a choice. That, that's kind of fun. Who would you lip sync to at age three? Um, like Avril Lavigne, Ali and AJ, the classics, obviously. I mean, Britney was like later on in life, but I was, yeah, I was an angsty little kid. <laughs> what we? Who were you dancing to? Uh, who was? I mean, honestly, um, apparently when I was younger, there was only one song for the first album that I ever got. The first CD was Billy Ray Cyrus's "Achy Breaky Heart." Why that hasn't been a lip sync song, I don't know, because that would be camp as hell. It, they're waiting for you to get on the show so it could be you to yeah. lip sync it. Never. I'm not. I don't do drag. It's not going to happen. Oh, boy. But Willow's family tells her that drag 
Her drag brings so much joy to their lives and how incredibly proud they are of her. Willow's nearly convulsing and is pissed she's crying in that makeup. And I was like, I had to use the screenshot. I'm sorry. It's so funny. It's so funny with the like giant lips, but the prosthetics kind of falling off. It's like, it just looks so uncomfortable. I feel so bad, but. As much as I'm joking, she does say that it was a lot to go through as her family is her whole world. They have been through everything with her and taking care of her and her body once she can. Deja had never noticed how much Willow's family meant to her as they are the people who took care of her when she couldn't take care of herself. And Deja says she has never had that, so she finds it touching. Willow will laugh, cry, and everyone is confused. Um, but it's funny because she's sobbing about her family and she can't move. She is a Kim K meme. <laughs> Dulce Sloan walks backstage and she wants to know where her other ass cheek is going to go because that seat was very tiny, very, very tiny. But she says it's her dream to be on the show. She's been watching since season one. She watches all the internationals and projected that Lithuania and Rwanda would happen next. So get ready for 2023. More Drag Race. Also, please let me host Drag Race Scandinavia. I'm, I'm ready for oh, it. Let's do it. Man, that would be so funny. Oh my God. Joked many times. It's only because I want a pit crew of blonde twinks. I'll turn my camera off right now. Goodbye. Thank you. And good night. Right. Ah, that's the dream. Anyway. She asks them how they're feeling. Deja is so-so, and she understands. She tells them the people who auditioned for this should be blessed to be there. For us, it felt like she just got her ass cheek down on that seat and left. Literally a minute long of untucked, she was there. It was so weird, and it just goes to the point of, like, who really is this bitch? Like she yeah. was, we don't was know it she... was it important to be in untucked? No, they could have kept it out and never have seen it, and we would have all been okay. My thing is like maybe like she had to get up and go. <laughs> maybe she had to like go home or so. I don't know. But it was very strange. It was like, hey, blah 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 blah, goodbye. And everyone's like, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, go. Angeria is looking for her friend Willow, but the face makes her think she hates her. And I was like, yeah, I, I that, that that that's the team. Mm-hmm. Deja doesn't care who it is lip syncing, but when you do love someone, it's the worst feeling. She truly loves Georges, but she will do what she has to do. Georges notes it's her fifth time lip syncing and being in the bottom. She has been fucking up week after week. She has to turn it out. This is her gig. This is what she does. She cannot fail at this. We're going to watch the three-way lip sync one more time as Deja and Georges lose and Daya wins once again. Georges is sad to leave, but it's a huge relief to sashay away. All the pressure is taken off her now. And I think that is kind of telling for what happened in the challenge is she, she was done. I think if even if she was saved, whatever the next challenge would have been, she wouldn't have given her all. Yeah, no, I, I feel even for both of them, too, you kind of I mean, I, Deja was really upset to go home, but also it's like Georges, it's you can only be like get through a lip sync and win the lip sync so many times. It's yeah. I don't know. You got to you're she's so young in that sense that it's like you can't be prepared for any of the things that drag race is going to bring for you because you haven't had that experience or maybe she has because she's been saying she's been performing since she was 16 but i don't know yeah it comes with maturity i think you know of feeling prepared absolutely deja is proud of herself that she is capable of things she never thought she would be capable of she can't be mad at anything the two queens are back to pack and they reminisce about Deja giving camp when she walked in and Georgia says she thought she was afraid to flounder on the show, but she did make a fool of herself and that's okay. That's what this show is all about. She also happened to lip sync five times, but only sent one person home, which is a drag race record at this point. 
Deja says though that she was the only one called Lipstick Assassin, so she she go she gonna go home with that title. She does find it insane that she is the one that sent Daya home, only to be sent home by Daya. Right this time. Right. Deja tells Georges that she is so young and she will find herself. They're gonna read some notes. Um, she's gonna get mocked by Camden, and she would tell her that she was so happy she was there. Georges reads Daya's message, and then they both call her a fake bitch. Also, I love that the suitcases are almost bigger than George's, but when she literally was sobbing, I kind of lost it. Um, I love George's. I love my little baby pocket swing. I thought um, that was the rawest moment, and I wish we would have seen it on the main show. I wish we would have seen her sob like that. Not because it's sad, but she's 21 years old. She's going through one of the biggest moments of her entire life. That's real emotion. Yeah. That's what, that's the, like the inner feeling, the emotions, the, you know, sense of fire that they've been asking for in her performance and everything this whole time. It, it was really sad for me, but it's also like, well, you can't be so upset because this is literally the beginning of her career. And like, what a, like, you know, like, like, she's going to be just going on to so many things so young that I'm, I'm already seeing videos of her like performing and she's killing it. You know, Deja only has a few more years. I'm just kidding. Um, Love her. (laughs) But you know what I mean? It's like, I'm sad for her, but I'm also really excited because she's like, she really proved to herself that she has a lot of growing and she's a really incredible performer, you know? All right. I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. What are Deja and George's legacies? Um, Like together or separately? Separately. separately uh deja just kind of being i mean as georgia said the tia the uh, like reminds her of her tia just being that kind of like motherly kind of down-to-earth figure of just always being happy and always being that person that somebody can kind of come to i think that's a really incredible legacy of just being that person that people can come to and hold your hand and just let let them know that you can like get through it i that was that was so touching for me and for georgia's her legacy is being the drop dead incredible performer that she is and for her incredible jokes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I would say Georges, um, she's someone who I know absolutely. She wants a spot. She will be on an all-star season. She is on the show. She is great. She was fun to watch. She's adorable. And I will say she is the lip sync assassin. Like yeah. if Rue wants in two years to be like, all right, come back and be the lip sync assassin for an all-star season. She'll do it. She'll be great. Yeah. She'll do it. Deja. Yeah. Deja for me, I will say this and it's mean, but again, we're critiquing a reality show and that's at the end of the day, what this is. Deja is the longest lasting filler queen I've ever watched. I feel that. I feel that. She made no impact on the season aside from winning snatch game. That's all she did. And I mean, although she is painted and she has really great hair, I don't think her looks are really elevated enough to kind of be in the limelight. And, you know, Drag Race has become such an, like, the kind of, I don't know, billboard of what drag is supposed to be, I guess, is what they try to say. But it's, I, I just don't think that her looks are elevated enough for how I, I think this, so- this season is so strong. Um, I don't think Deja would ever get a call for an all-star season because there are so many other options. Mm-hmm. The only way she would ever be considered, and I hate that this is a thing because I hate a la la Ray, is if she wins Miss Congeniality. But I don't think she's going to win Miss Congeniality. I think it's going to going to Angeria. 
Oh, interesting. Not Lady Canada. No, I think it's going to be Angie because she's only been positive and sweet the entire season. Camden yeah. last week, to some, was mean. I think it's going to Angie because I think there's not a single person in that room who doesn't adore her. Definitely. But it's also, we're kind of seeing Deja later on in, I think, her career. You know, I we, we can only imagine how she was as a performer, as looks like earlier in her career. I don't know. But yeah. It just kind of doesn't hit it for me. But her personality is, you know, she's a firecracker. She's very down to earth. Love her. But, you know. It's time to film a music video. And they are clearly low on drag. Catch Daya Betty wearing Bosco's entrance look wig. Um, Who do you think is going to do well? And who's going to go be a little short of the finale? Hmm. I definitely think Lady Camden is going to do really, really well. Yeah. Um, her sense of just her her poise, her demeanor. She's a dancer. She's a singer. She's used to being on, I guess, camera, but always used to being like center stage. I think she's going to do really well. I think that um, Daya might have a hard time because... I they keep asking her to like okay do the like do the challenge but it's always kind of her own thing same with Bosco I guess but I I don't know they I think they're they're gonna kind of struggle a little bit but I also think that um Willow is gonna come up come out guns ablazing with something incredible she surprises me week after week after week every time where I think that like I know everything about like Willow it's she comes out with choreo and everything you know I ask it every week after 13 episodes the winner of the season is I say Willow I say Willow I think that having somebody who is um younger like her who has been through so much um with her disabilities and everything as well as being an incredible performer and pushing her body through it it reminds me of Evie Oddly where she had all all the issues with her joints and everything but she like persevered through it all I think that really shows in my eyes what a winner is somebody who is willing to kind of go the extra mile despite like what like the things that life throws at you and I I really think that Willow brings something really kind of interesting to the table and like puts such a weird and interesting twist on drag that I don't think that like the rest of the world has seen before but for me Willow Willow is my winner so I said it earlier it's a 3-1-1 for me I think the one who is completely out of it is diabetic there's no chance for her to win at this point the other one who is in the middle who can win, I don't want to see win simply because of a twist is Bosco. Yeah. Uh, not taking anything away from her, but it would be an asterisk in a way. Like she did get eliminated, but was saved by a twist. Yeah. I think for me, it comes down to Angeria, Willow, and Lady Camden. All three would be very different winners. All three would bring different perspectives to Drag Race in the future of the show. My favorite still is going to be Lady Camden. I just, I, I, I adore her. And after this runway, I, I want to see that uh, um, photographed everywhere. I want to see what she can do. Yeah, She's exactly what Rue likes in a drag artist. She is funny. She's camp. She's British. And, and, and she's good at drag. She's very well-versed in all the aspects of drag. Mm-hmm. But if Rue wants an Emmy, it's going to go to Willow. Yeah. Yeah, but also it's like um, Lady Camden came out the gates like really kind of as like a shy, the quiet one. And then, you know, she came out with like 
all these looks and all the performance numbers and she really has like grown into like such a powerhouse that yeah it I mean, could, it, uh, if you want to compare it to season three of uk it's a very similar trajectory to ella and kitty both right. very very okay they're in they're on the show and then all of a sudden when other queens go away they're they're the stars it could happen I still don't think Crystal Versace should have won, but again, apparently, once you say you um, you were born to do drag, you get to win things, and Rue couldn't do that again with Georges. Yeah, uh, but um, I, I think Camden could fill that spot. She can fill that void, and I I would be thrilled to see her win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think any of these, the people who are kind of coming into the top five, top four, it, like, I'd be happy with anyone winning. Yeah. I think they'd all represent it in such a way, and I think they all deserve it. Um, yeah. In that sense, I'm glad that uh, I'm controversial, but I am glad that um, Deja is gone because if she won, I don't know if she would have known what to do with the crown. <laughs> no, there's no way in hell Deja was winning. Um, even just reading the edit, there was no way she no. was ever going to win this show. No. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Sure. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Lucia Fuchsia, L-U-C-I-A-F-U-C-H-S-I-A on Instagram. Um, my Venmo is the same. Um, and on Thursday nights, I am with the Rose Room with Dusty Rose performing in a circus cabaret. Come find me. And yeah, stay tuned for some incredible things coming out um, on the islands of fires. And, you know, just, you know, keep following up with me. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. And this was a really fun, but also scary episode to unpack. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It was really pl a pleasure. A huge thanks to Lucia for coming on. Subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymecoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.